Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right. Welcome to Agent Power Huddle. How's everybody doing? I haven't seen you guys in such a long time personally, so I'm excited to be back and see everybody. Um, so I'm hearing that we're getting some requests around listing process. So guess what I'm going to talk about today? I'm going to talk about, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to walk through Lisa. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to do it live. Um, the listing presentation I'm using, I think, is proprietary. So I'm going to have to dig up an old one. <laughs> so I'm not going to go through a listing presentation, but I am going to go through the listing process and some of the tools that I use. And then I will promise to follow up with a copy of a listing presentation. I'm just going to make sure I don't give away someone's proprietary one that I paid for. <laughs> so, um, however, I will give you the one that I've used in the past that works very, very, very well. So... Um, so full transparency, I, um, so just so in case, in case we need to be reintroduced, Amy is I'm here in the Midwest. I serve uh, Illinois and Indiana. I've been a realtor. This is my ninth year in real estate. So I'm in my ninth year in real estate. Um, and so depending on the year I do somewhere as an individual agent between 75 and hundred transactions, um, I started out like with nothing. So I started out, I did no business my first, you know, five months in the business and then slowly have ramped up over the years since then. I do have a fantastic team um, and they are rocking it. They're really doing a great job. Um, uh, they, I have one, one of my agents right now has, she's brand new and she's like 14 in her pipeline. Um, Michael, I see you on here. He's already close six. So he's just in his first few months in the business. Um, and he's got a nice pipeline. He's got at least two active buyers right now. Um, and so they're out there really getting it done. Um, I have an agent in Indianapolis who is just, he's really working hard and getting it done. Um, he has about, I think he turned in four contracts this week. So we are small and mighty and we're really getting, getting the job done. But I am naturally a buyer's agent. Oh, I am not naturally a listing agent. So it's just not, it's not where I started. The first thing I learned is buyers. I have a great personality with all, I think. Um, but I will say that I just tend to naturally attract buyers. You know, it's my messaging. It's how I work with people. I always have seemed, once I started to figure this real estate thing out, I always seem to have all these buyers. And I never really felt like I had the amount of listings that I wanted. So three and a half years ago, I was like, I got to change this. I need more listings, right? Listings are where it's at. So buyers are important. And we want to have buyers. It's a great way to get started. And a lot of our buyers also have homes to sell. So that's awesome. Also, the buyers that I have helped over the years buy their homes for the first time and get into the business. And then I have stayed in touch with that's the key, guys, staying in touch with them. They are buying their move-up homes with me. They've become my listings, right? They're selling with me. They're working with me for years and years. Michael can tell you um, that some of the first buyers that he helped me work with were some of my past clients. I was selling their home and he helped them buy. So um, there's a that you will get there, right? So buyers are awesome and buyers are often sellers or will become sellers. 
But one of the things, once you are experienced in the real estate transaction, one of the things you really want to start to learn to do is to be able to list. And even with my team, I say to them, let's get you doing two transactions consistently a month. So you really understand the business and then let's transition you and teach you the listing process too. So we want everyone to be able to do it all right at the right time in their career. Um, so about three years ago, I said, I gotta get good at listing, right? So that I've got a steady stream of sellers and a steady stream of buyers kind of coming my way. Um, I'm not fancy schmancy. So um, I use pretty simple tools when I go on a listing appointment. And so what I started to do a few years ago, and I've just updated over the years, is document my listing process from the time that I'm going to pull up just a real simple, I told you out fancy schmancy, I'm going to pull up a real simple Google Doc that we're going to walk a little bit through that I'm going to try to jump around. So Lisa, I might have to ask for your help and go like, can you see those? Because I'm going to jump around a little bit and show some of the tools that I use as well. So I've been documenting for a long time my listing process from the lead through the offer, right? So lead, getting the appointments. I put that S in parentheses on purpose, okay? You don't go out and list everyone the first time out. That's a myth. That's a huge myth. Can you go out and list the list the first time out? Yes. Do I get come list me calls? Yes. That happens. And I go out and I list it. And I and my intention is always I'm going to list it that day. But are there times when you have a few appointments? Often. And I often have at least two appointments, not but they're not both always in person. So we'll talk about that. I often have two appointments before they sign the listing agreement. Um, and then through the offer process. So we only have 30 minutes here. So we're going to cover, this might be a part two. We're going to see how far I can get. <laughs> I'm full, fully transparent. We're going to see how far, how far I can get in this. And then those of you that are here, if you have questions, drop them in the chat and we will try to address them as we go. Um, so I think we got to start with First of all, I don't know where you're getting your leads from, so I'm not going to worry so much about that. But I'm going to assume that some of the people that you are calling are strangers. You don't know them, right? And I'm going to quickly say, if you're only dealing with people you know and you're never dealing with strangers, it's going to take you a long time to scale your business to the level that you want to. If you're happy with your volume and you feel it's repeatable and sustainable every year, great. But if it's not, you're going to have to start to meet some people that don't know you, right? And that was one of my things that helped me list more properties was to get out there and to meet more people. Some of that happens online and some of that happens in person through a variety of things. But um, a lead is a human. So when I get a lead in to my CRM, it looks like not a human. <laughs> it's just a name and a number or an email. And we have to remember these are people. Someone on the other side submitted their information somewhere and it got to you, right? It got to me. Um, so the first thing I do, we're gonna we're gonna assume for this that I've got, I'm getting some people that are curious about their home value. And that's how I get a, the majority of my seller leads come from people that are curious about their home value. So they're responding to home valuation ad or offer, or they're responding to um, an cash offer for their home. So those are a couple of different lead sources that I work with. And that helps me meet more people that don't know me. Um, so when I get that request, I typically have the address, right? 
And we're going to go off of, I have the address. Sometimes I don't have the address. Got a strategy for that too, but we'll talk about that another day. So for this one, we're going to assume I have the address and then I have some contact information, phone number, email address. Most of the time I have both. I have a contact phone number and an email address when they come into me. Um, and I get some, sometimes they'll, there'll be some commentary. Sometimes they'll comment and say um, what updates you need to their home. And sometimes they won't. Sometimes it's really just an address. So the first thing I do before I even reach out and call, first of all, when you get that lead in, you need to call them that day. You cannot wait till tomorrow. You should not wait till the day after tomorrow. You need to call them today. Why do I say that? Well, they just submitted their information, right? Might have been last night, might have been at two in the morning, but they just submitted their information. They're not expecting, in most cases, a human to reach out. They're not. So um, they get pretty impressed when they see a human reach out is what I've learned. Now, some regret. I don't know if they're having a little wine and entering their information and they're like, I didn't enter my information. How did you get my number? Well, you entered your information and that's how it came to me. That's what I tell them. But the majority of people are pretty nice about it. And they may say, oh, I was just curious because they're off put because they don't know a human is going to call them. So before I call them, I want to be just a little bit knowledgeable. So I grab that lead and I go look up the address. So you do not have to get into paralysis analysis here. You just need to vaguely know where the house is and a little bit allowed it. So I look up the address. Um, I Google it. I also go into my MLS to see if there's a recent MLS record on it, or we should all have Remind. We should all be having a tool like Remind um, offered through our MLSs. I use Remind. That gives you a plethora of information about the house. Um, so I'll just look it up. It usually has a photo. Um, I do have in my process that I drive by and get a photo if I can't get one from Google. Um, and I'll talk about that later. I don't do that before I call them, but I, it is part of what I do. So then I try to call them first. So I do dial their phone number and try to call them first, see if I can get them. I typically don't leave a voicemail because I'm some stranger they don't know. So if I don't get them on the phone and I double dial, so I double twice. So I dial once, they don't answer, I dial right back immediately. If they don't answer, I get voicemail again or their voicemail is full, whatever. I send them a video text, right? So the video text message is real short and simple and it gets responses. I'm gonna show you what it looks like. I'm gonna hope that it's gonna let me just move over and show you what it looks like. I don't know if it's changing my screen or not. Maybe I'll have to stop the share to do that. So I have to bear with me. Okay, let's see if it lets me do it now. So it's this simple. Robert, this is Amy with EXP Realty, and I got your request for a cash offer on 632 Sunflower Lane, and I'd love to chat with you about that and see how we can help. My direct line is right under this video. Go ahead and give me a call at your convenience. Talk to you soon. So, hi, Robert. Oh, sorry, this you don't is want to Amy hear with EXP Realty. You don't want to hear that again. Okay. So, um, so that's what I do, right? So, I just send that via text and or via email. That was one I sent via email. And I do drop my contact information below. I do say I'm a realtor. Um, don't hide anything. So, I want to make sure that they know who I am and why I'm calling. That gets a response pretty often. Sometimes it gets a just curious response and then I can start a conversation, right? Other times it gets them to call me back. Okay, I saw quite, well, I see some questions. So 
Oh, Remind. Um, uh, Remind is R-E-M-I-N-E. I'll show you Remind while we're on here. So that is the system that I'm using. So some of you might have called CMA um, or any other CMA source would be pretty similar. But Remind, I find most associations offer, most MLSs offer to their people either for a cost or for free is what I'm learning across the country. So I um, mean, it's something that I use in both of my states here. So Okay, so then I just send them a little video like that to try to get them to respond to me. I will tell you, it, it goes a long way. The video, when I text, text, right, words versus send a video, I get more responses on the videos. I've been tracking it for years. I tell my agents that, I love you. you I know you don't believe me, but, <laughs> but I promise you it's true. I get more response when I put myself in a video and I send it off. And I do not love to make videos, but I do them. So because they work and they get responses. Um, so, all right. So then let's assume I get them on the phone or they call me back. So when I get them on the phone or they call me back, I like to do a virtual consult with them either right away or... I'll set up a time to do it. So sometimes when I get them back, they'll be like, they'll text me back. Let's assume I sent a text because I send a lot of texts. Let's assume I send a text video and they'll text me back and they'll say, oh, I was just curious. And I'll say, I'll just start the consult in the text. Great. You mind if I ask you a few questions about the home so I can work on your value for you, right? I want, I always want to be positioning that I'm here to offer them what they requested. I'm offering them value. I'm not asking them for anything yet. I'm offering them value. They asked me for a value. I need some information to give them their value, right? And then if I can, um, I'll ask them, the, I'll start to ask them the questions there, right there in the text message. Um, and I'll also say, do you have a few minutes to chat with me? on the phone or on Zoom. So if they do have time, we'll jump on right then. If they don't have time and they want to talk to me, I'll set up a time to do that. Okay, I can do tomorrow at this time or the next, or, or this time. I give them two choices. Do you want to meet me this time or that time? So now most people I find aren't ready to jump on a Zoom with me because they don't understand Zoom. I, hard for us to believe because we live on Zoom. So they don't tend to understand it. So they're not ready to just jump on Zoom with Amy. Um, so what I'll usually say to them is, um, if you give me your email, we can meet virtually in person. So, uh, I just need, all you need is an email and they'll say, oh, I don't know how to do that. And I'll say, I know, but if you have an email, it's real easy. I'll walk you right through it. So, and then usually I could do a virtual meeting with them. If they really aren't comfortable with it, then we'll just do a phone call. We just do a phone call. So I ask them the questions. Hey, tell me why you're, tell me a little bit about the home is really always where I start. That really should be my first question on here. Um, Tell me a little bit about the home is where I always first start because they're asking me to value it. So I want to understand the home. Once I understand the home, I get into things like, why are you selling? What's your goal? Like, what's your plan? When you sell this, where are you going to move? What's the dream? Where are you going? So um, anything you're concerned about, you know, I always ask them, what do you know about the market? What do you know about the market? And then I shut up, right? I just want them to tell me what they know. Some people feel they know a lot and they'll tell me all kinds of things. And what I'm listening for when they're answering me is what are their objections? I'm listening for their objections. They haven't given me any objections yet because I'm just asking them for information so I can give them what they want. But I'm listening for the objections. When I ask you, what do you know about the market? You're going to say things like, 
homes are selling in three minutes or, oh, the interest rates are so high, nobody's buying, right? Whatever your belief is in that moment. Now I can hear some of what they think they know and they might be right on target or they might have some what I call limiting beliefs, right? Beliefs that limit them around around how, how and why and the process in which the house is going to sell, right? So I listen for that and I take notes, right? So that I remember those things and I can use them as I work with them through the rest of the process. Ultimately, I want to list their home, but I don't I don't really know if they want to sell yet. I know they're curious about a value and they're curious for a reason. Nobody's just curious. When I go to the car dealership, I'm not just curious. I want to buy a car at some point right? It might not be now, it might be next year, but that's why I'm there. When I go to the furniture store, I'm looking for some furniture, but I will always tell those salespeople, I'm just looking. I'm just curious. It's the same thing. I'm just curious about my home value is the equivalent of I'm just looking when you go to a store and you don't want to be engaged with a salesperson for whatever reason. It's the same thing. So I just have to kind of take them through the process. That's what we have to do. Um, So I really focus on the home first and then where are they going? What's the dream? What do they know? Just kind of listening to them. Then um, what I do is I tell them that I'm going to go away and I'm going to put together a CMA um, for them. But what would really help me get it right is to come out and take a look at the home to match what they've told me and what I see in the in the data that I pull together from the market to the actual home, right? To the product itself. That's what's really going to help me. And so I then set the in-person appointment, promising to bring the CMA with me to the appointment. Make sense? All right. So that that is what I do. Now, I do want to talk about one quick thing. Um, oh, I think I see a question, but it might be, maybe not. Oh, thanks, Lisa. That was not, that was just you helping. I'm so, I apologize. Okay. So I, want, I do want to talk about one thing. Sometimes they don't answer me um, at all. So I had this experience where, well, either sometimes, let me say this, sometimes they don't answer me at all, or sometimes they do answer me, but they won't let me come out and see them. I still do a CMA for them, but I do a video CMA. So I'm going to take a minute and show you what that looks like. This Well, actually, it's going to take a few minutes because I really want you to see what I do. This is just me using Zoom. This is how I do it every time. Um, and I do, it doesn't take me long because if you get in the habit of this, you'll you run them pretty quickly. And so um, I'm going to tell you this and then I'm going to tell you a story about it. So let me see if it, I got to start sharing again. This is the one I want. Okay, so this was one that didn't want me to come out and see him, but he did talk to me on the phone. Uh-oh, exactly. Uh-oh. I'm coming to playing. All right, we're going to try it again. You heard the last one, right? One more time. No, that's not the one I want. Hmm. It's so strange to me. The last one played and this one won't play. (laughs) Hmm. Jeez Louise.
All right. Well, one more shot at it. One more shot at it. And let's see if I can connect the plane over here. Easier for you to see it. Hey, Robbie, it's Amy here. I wanted to go ahead and do that value see that, no. that I promised. So you don't um, see first it. of all, I always I like to start why. with how the internet. I wonder why you don't see it. Hmm. That's crazy to me. You saw my other ones. I'm sorry, guys. So I don't know why it's not sharing. I shared it just like I shared all the other ones. But it doesn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, all right. I'll have to get it out to you after then. So what I do is I send about a two or three minute video and I go over the um, I go over the CMA. So I show them what is their house? What does Zillow say? usually do three sources, Zillow, Zillow, Realtor.com and Redfin usually. So, and I'll say, what, what do these sources on the internet say that their house is valued at? That's how I start. Um, and then I show them my valuation of their home without seeing it and how I got there. And then I reiterate in that video that I need to see the home to confirm it for them, right? One, I want to meet them. Two, I do want to see if what they're telling me is accurate, right? So I do want to get there because sometimes people um, underestimate what they have and sometimes they way overestimate what they have. So you don't know until you're there, no matter how they describe it to you, you just don't know until you're there. So, and you also don't know things like, yeah, is it new hardwood, but is it filthy, right? So that will all make a difference. Or did they freshly paint a year ago and it's, it's, killed now <laughs> they fingerprinted that's their emotional it emotional attachment right that's yeah. what they, they feel like absolutely like everyone it. everyone thinks they have the best everyone thinks they have the best of everything so 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 that's what the video does for them so if they don't give me the appointment to see them in person they're like oh can you just send me the cma that's what i do is i just send them the cma um but I send it via video. One, so they get to know my personality a little bit. They get to know me. And then two, so they also, um, they get the information that they asked for. So most of the time, these result in a appointment to list the home, most of the time. So um, the one that I was going to show you that I did, I had a guy come in looking for a cash offer for what was, I didn't know, but what was an investment property. He ended up owning four investment properties. He only submitted for one investment property. Um, I tried to call him. I tried to text him. He was not responding to me. I did a video CMA and I emailed it to him. So I had his email and said, hey, you know, you're super busy and we haven't been able to connect. So I want to get this to you like I promised, right? Because they, I, I, I feel like if they ask for home valuation on an ad that I ran, that I'm promising to get them that. So I promised it to him, right? So um, he called me, no joke, within five minutes of sending the email. And said, how did you do that? And now, and literally, I picked up the phone and I knew it was him. So um, but it was funny that I just happened to also be available right then. And he, he didn't even say who he was. He just said, how did you do that? And I always answer my phone. This is Amy. You know, and he was like, how did Amy, how did you do that? And I'm like, how did I do what? 
<laughs> like, hi, how are you? How did I do what? Who is this? You know? And he was like, no, you just sent me this video. And I'm like, oh, Rami. Yeah. I sent you this video. And we had a great conversation. I said, well, I just do what I do. You know, I said, realize, you know, I, I sent that based on the little bit of information available to me in the public record. It could be wrong. Like I haven't been able to, to talk to you to find out what the updates are to the home and blah, blah. You know, I can only, I can't see what I can't see. So we had a great conversation, he ended up listing several properties with me. Um, we listed the first one and got it sold. Um, it was a tough sale. He had tenants. And then we ended up selling a couple of additional properties. And I was not the only agent he was working with, but he just felt like I was a technological genius because um, I presented myself in this professional way in a video. Um, and he had never seen that before. And I get that reaction a lot from text videos and from CMA valuations. I get that reaction a lot from sellers. So I don't give up on leads that don't respond, but I do take the time to get them out um, as a part of my process, the, the information that they requested. So we'll jump back in. I don't know what's going on with my Chrome, but... Okay, we'll jump back in. So, so I, I do the virtual process, and then I after after my virtual consult with them, I just said I sent the follow up video. I also have a CMA package delivered to them within 24 hours. Yes, I drive a CMA to their house. I drive them a folder of information. It's just a basic folder. I'm, I told you I'm not fancy. Um, and in the folder, I put their CMA. So I just put a real basic CMA in the folder and I put some information about me um, and just some real easy kind of marketing tools. So in there, um, if I have a, I do this. I, if I have a listing appointment set up with them, I do put some additional information in here. I do put some seller's homework in here where I basically just ask them for more information about the property. Um, and then I also um, include my listing presentation in there. I almost never walk through it with anyone in person, just so you know. So, but I leave it, I send it ahead of time and I leave it with them. Um, uh, for the appointment. If I don't get a chance to drop this off prior to a listing appointment, then I, I take the same folder with me to the listing appointment with the same details that I would have dropped off ahead of time. Um, and But I leave it with them when I leave. And I do get agents that ask me all the time, well, why do you leave them the comps? And why do you leave them the CMA? And why do you leave them your listing presentation? They can get it. <laughs> Like, let's be honest, they can get it from somebody else. So I'm really going in there with an abundance mindset, right? And a value-driven mindset. I'm just here to give you the value I promised you, right? Present myself as professionally as possible. And I will say the majority of the doors I walk through, they list with me. So do I get every listing? No, I don't get every listing. But um, I talked to actually one this week that is not going to be listing with me. So it happens. So, I, you know, we don't get them all. Um, but the vast majority of the people that I meet, what I hear from them is the video was really impressive. The package just a folder with some info that I printed in it. The package was really impressive. Um, and then I present really impressive. So when I come in, I said, I, I really almost never go through the listing presentation itself. We'll walk through how I run a listing appointment. We can do part two next week because we're going to we're going to we're going to run up against the clock here in a few minutes. Um, so I got you through the lead comes in. I call them, text them, video them. Um, 
I get them out of video CMA. I get them out of hard copy CMA. I also put them in a tool that I use called HomeBot. Um, and I send them a little video explaining how HomeBot works. And I, I position HomeBot as a tool that I built for them. Um, it is. So that's how I position it. So I always put them in HomeBot as well. Um, if you're not using HomeBot, it's very inexpensive. Um, for my team members on the call, we have it and we put all our people in there for you. Um, but it really gives them a financial tool that they can go in and they can get, they can request a CMA from me. They can um, model mortgages. Um, they can see what the history of their home has been in terms of value over the last several years. There's a lot of information they can do and a lot of things they can do. And I can see what they're doing. HomeBot notifies me every month what they're doing. And they get an updated value every month through HomeBot. And they have an opportunity to challenge that, which means it comes to me and says, so-and-so wants evaluation on their home. And I can reach out and say, hey, I saw you needed a value. I received your request for evaluation on your home, right? Through your HomeBot site. It looks very custom to them. Um, it's a great it's a great tool. So I use that as well um, just to kind of get them going and get them started. I'm going to stop the share here because that's as far as we're going to get today. Um, so we'll do part two. We'll, we'll run through next week. Um, what the appointment looks like. So when I show up, what that looks like. And then um, I think I'll also have time outside of that to talk about what about if they never respond? How do I handle people that never respond? Because there's a strategy for them too. And eventually they all respond. They either tell you to go away forever, <laughs> which is fine. Now I know where they stand. It doesn't happen very often though. Or they tell you that what's going on. They start to communicate with you a little bit, even if it's way down the road. So we'll talk about that next week too. But hopefully this is helpful. Everybody have a great day. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.